Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie well, now, as uh, COVID-19 shows uh, no sign of going away, this has become a very, very difficult time for people in the pub trade. Colette Nugent is the chairperson of the Loud branch of the Vintners Federation of Ireland. She's also manager of the Market Bar in Drogheda. Stuart Carlin is owner of the Morning Star Pub in Tully Allen, just outside Drogheda. His pub closed five months ago, and he is making the point that publicans now have reached uh, a stage where they need financial support support simply to keep the roof over their head. Colette, let me start with you. Uh, I think you were due to reopen uh, today uh, somewhat reluctantly by serving food, but you've decided to, uh, if you like, stay um, stay in a situation where your doors remain closed. Why did you have a rethink? Morning, Ken. Um, yes, we had a rethink on Wednesday evening and Thursday. My father wasn't happy with the way the numbers was rising, so we made a decision not to do it from a health and safety point of view because, look, the reality is, you know, safety is the key key aspect here. So if we, you, we have to keep ourselves safe, we have to keep our staff safe, and most importantly, we have to keep the customers safe. So if the n- numbers are rising and then we had the closure of Kildare and Offaly and Leash, that really rattled us, so we decided not to. We never wanted to open other than with the blessing from the government, Ken, with the guidelines of saying, yes, we can open with also not having to do this food loophole route. So, you know, from a health and safety point of view, we haven't. Myself, I think we're one of very few that's now left closed in the town of Drogheda here in the Market Bar, but it is what it is. We hope that we'll be able to, you know, with it, weather the storm and be able to, to, to come back from it. We'll review it again, you know, if the numbers, but ideally we'd like to be able to open, as Stuart will agree with me, to open without having to do the food. We're wet pubs, Ken, but we have to be safe. We have to be, you know, conscious of that. There's a little bit of, you know, common sense required here by all parties, both ourselves and government and indeed our own customers. You know, if I choose to go shopping, it's a calculated risk that I take, Ken, to go to the shop. You know, wash your hands, wear a mask, keep your distance, that scenario. So, you know, you know for the most part, we have to remember we're all compliant in this. You have a few naughty boys, and I'd like to say something else, but I won't, 
uh, what to- took place over the weekend, it's it's unacceptable that behaviour. Well, you know, le- le- yeah, let me come to that point, Colette, because as I said, yeah. you, you you are the chairperson of the Vintners Federation of Ireland, which represents rural pubs. When you yeah. see the carry on that went on in Dublin at the weekend, doesn't that make the argument that the publicans are making for support and backup from the government? Doesn't it make it difficult for you to win your case because the government may take the view that some publicans are abusing? Uh, the situation at present at a time when frontline workers have to work beyond the call of duty to try and keep Ireland safe, and then you have one or two publicans, uh, if you like, abusing that situation? Um, I think it's disgraceful, the behaviour, and I hope that the full weight of the law, and I don't say this lightly as a publican, I hope the full weight of the law is thrown at them. Uh, I'm a little bit incredulous that he was on an interview this morning and he was very disingenuous as to how he responded to it. I'm sincerely hoping it's not some sort of a PR coup on their behalf. You know, he said, oh, he, he, for the, the, those 20 seconds it happened, it's unacceptable behaviour. I think, getting back to Ken, what you were saying, the government know that we are not uncompliant. The government know in every sector there's always one rotten apple in a barrel of apples. So they know that, we, you know, ultimately they're going to support us, but in what form or guise or what way that's going to take, I don't know. But they also know that we are one of the top 10 tourist attractions in Ireland. You know, we're still a viable sector. So their support is absolutely increment to us coming back from, you know, God forbid the word, the dead. But also, I think that they do know that we are, you you know, we're not all, uh, I don't want to be glib about it, they all know we're not idiots. We're here doing our job. That's what we have licences for, to serve alcohol in a controlled environment. That certainly was not a controlled environment. And it's an absolute disgrace. And I can guarantee you, every publican that I spoke to in the last 24 hours was condemning that behaviour up there. And again, you know, we can't be vilified. And I've met many good friends in the LVA up in Dublin and publicans in Dublin. We can't be vilified for the rest of the country for what some lunatic does above in Dublin. You know, that's not fair. There are country pubs out in the country that could quite easily and safely open now, today, Ken. Because they're not, there's no cases around them and there's no body around them. If you okay, get but just, I mean, just, just let me stop me there, Colette. Stuart, I'll come to you yeah. in a second. Um, I got a phone call from a woman last night who knew I'd be filling in for Michael Reid for the next two weeks. And she told me uh, that she was fully aware of one particular pub in County Loud that, that is basically letting customers in the side door, keeping the door closed, but letting people in to drink and appears to be abusing the regulations. Surely that's unacceptable. Of course it's unacceptable. Why would they, why would they, I don't understand why they would keep their door closed. They're entitled to open their doors now under the legislation and serve food. So why they would keep their doors closed unless they're not doing the food thing? Well, that's the point. They're not doing the food, yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I can't comment on it. I mean, maybe that lady had more information or you might have more information. But the reality is it's not acceptable under any guise. Let's be clear here, Ken. We are all in this boat together. And if we all don't start rowing together, we're just going to continuously go around in circles. You know, what happened yesterday happened, and it happened before in Temple Bar. But the reality is the government took their eye off the the proverbial ball while the game is at play here. What happened below in these meat factories and in other, other industries is unacceptable. They need to be checking and being more alert and vigilant on that. We can't be here to mop up their mistakes. Now, you know, with the best will in the world, we're all trying to do this and be as compliant as we possibly can with the government. But they are not making any sense. If it doesn't make sense, Ken, it can't be right. So there's no absolute need for them to do what they've done. 
Now, if, like as I said from two weeks ago and I was on with Jerry Kelly, if they didn't want the pubs open, what they've done is they've made us all open. They've put us and backed us into a corner and now getting us to circumnavigate this food loophole. But going back to what that lady had said to you, it's unacceptable. If you're going to do it, do it right or don't bother doing it at all. The simple reason is this, Ken. It's your licence. It's your business. It's your staff that's still not employed. So you well, have to protect that. OK, well, obviously, the, the fact that income has dried up uh, may be a driving force. Stuart Carlin, if I can come to you, you are owner of the Morning Star in Tully Allen. Your pub has been closed for five months now. And you believe the time has come for the government, if you like, to make some sort of a, a financial payment to struggling publicans. How difficult has life been for you? Yeah, good morning, Ken. Thanks for having us on. Good morning, Colette. Um, Ken, um, I, I think there's a, there's, um, there's a disappointment out there in, in the, in the, with the vintners and the, and the pub owners in Ireland. Like Anybody that has worked in a pub or has had any experience in the pub trade, it, it's not for the faint-hearted. It's hard work. And we're talking about very capable people here who are well able to open their doors and you know, follow all the guidelines with social distancing and contact tracing and hand sanitisation. They're very, very capable people. But the government seem to have, um, they've let them down badly, in my opinion, Ken. Like, my own, our own situation, myself and, and my father purchased a pub a number of years back, and we're now in a situation where we're financing our, ourselves personally out of our own pockets because we can't, we've put so much into it now that we can't but make sure that, that, that it doesn't, that, that it fails now at this stage, you know. So uh, there is, there is, a, there seems to be um, an awful lot of disappointment amongst publicans that they've been let down by this government very badly. In my okay, mind. but can I ask you, Stuart? And I, I don't want to be sort of uh, prying into your personal affairs. I mean, is it that you need support from the government either for a mortgage freeze if you're paying back a loan on the purchase of your pub, or is it that you need personal income support so that you can, if you like, pay your bills on a weekly basis? It's both can really like there's mortgages there have to be paid and in fairness the banks have been very cooperative but that can't go on forever and there's, there's going to be a, you know that is still going to have to be paid back whether it be now or down the line um, but there's also people think that because your pub is closed you're, you don't have expenditure of course you do you've, you've got um, insurance costs you've got telephone bills you've got ESB you know there's an awful lot of costs that people don't see whether the pubs are open and closed they still have to be paid well, now, the Vintners Federation, and, and this once again, this question is to you, Stuart. The Vintners Federation of Ireland represents all rural pubs, as opposed to the LVA, which represents Dublin pubs. Um, isn't it time that you people effectively uh, lobbied the minister, or indeed the Taoiseach, or indeed the government, and you said, look, you know, collectively we do a lot of turnover, we pay our taxes, we make a huge contribution to the state's finances. The time has come now for, uh, if you like, a bit of support at a time of difficulty. Isn't it time you people clubbed together and knocked on the door at government buildings for support? Well, Ken, I, there is an awful lot of work been done by the vintners, and Colette would know a lot more about that than I would. But like, without without marching on the streets, I don't really know what more we can do. Like, we have all been very vocal. You've seen the campaign over the weekend. That we need support, not sympathy. The next step is literally marching on the doll, and like. But that's that's a road we don't want to go down. It's a road we don't feel we should go down because our sector is as important to this country as any other sector. Okay, finally, we're waiting on, we're waiting on a package there. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt there, but I just want to say to Stuart, sure. he knows this. We all got information from the BFI. The lobbying has been continuous, and each each publican in the county has been lobbying as well. We've all been. 
you know, having our meetings or sending emails or whatever to your local councillors, your senators and your TDs. Now, there is talks and there's hopefully some sort of a, a the stimulus package that they give to us, Ken, in the first place is, you know, inconsequential. 2% reduction on VAT, it doesn't even get it. Never mind whatever else the better. You know, the, the wage subsidy scheme is okay for the businesses that's opened and that has assisted them uh, good, greatly enough. You know, it's not what they need. They need more than that. The reality is <clears throat> we know the work, what we need. We've asked them for that. We're waiting for them to come back. We need, you know, our rates abolished. We need our VAT for the rest of this year abolished. We need, you know, huge support. We don't need loans and we don't need low interest rate loans. This is very clear here. You know, it's all very well and I'm delighted that the banks are assisting some of our members. But we don't need low interest rate loans. We need grants that's going to help them for the next at least two years. You know, certainly in the next, for 2021, Ken, for us to come back from this, we need to be starting off on a level playing field and an even footing. So, you know, we need to have cash flow in our current bank accounts and our business current accounts so we can open the door and re-employ our staff and take them back off the live register. What They've changed the, the wage subsidy scheme again in order to help migrant workers and, sure. you know, part-time workers and all that. But okay. in order for Stuart to come back from that, it's unacceptable for Stuart's father and my father to be using their pension, their own private pension, sure. to be paying Aircom and ESB. And I absolutely agree with this. And Stuart's right, there's people in ours. There are people very angry out there and there are people very sad. There are elderly publicans in the country and out in the county areas that I was talking to in the last number of days crying, you know, because they know that they're never going to open again. Okay, just... just, And I understand the seriousness of it. Sorry, Ken. And I understand that there's a huge issue here and there's parents out there biting their nails and students biting their nails wondering what's happening. We're all... You know, equally as concerned. Sure. But we just need a little bit of guidance on it. Oh, okay, just I'm going to put the last question to Stuart. Uh, Stuart, uh, the fact that your pub has been closed for five months, what sort of effect is this having, number one, on your staff and indeed your customers? Ken, I'm glad you brought up that point because, of course, the financial end of things has to be discussed and everybody's, you know, worried about that, that business maybe fa- failing. But there's a very human side to this as well. You know, we've got staff. You know, one of our staff members has been with, with, with the pub 40 years. We've got other staff who are with us from day one. And they've got kids returning to school. They've got costs on them. I know there's a number of staff have been offered jobs elsewhere. And through the loyalty to us, they haven't taken them. Also, the community, Ken, only in the past couple of weeks, we, myself and my father have visited a couple, a couple of elderly customers of ours, some of who are sick. And, you know, our place, you know, one of them said to me, the only outlet he has, social outlet he has, is Mass and Tully Allen and then down to the Morning Star for a couple of points. These people feel like they might never see their friends and have a pint again and have a, have, have a crack. There's a very human element to this that people maybe don't, it's not, it, doesn't get, it doesn't get the airwaves because it's not cool, but like some of our customers have been coming into the pub for 40 years or more and, you know, they're missing out on that and it's a okay. big part of their social life, you know. And don't forget, oh. Stuart, your mental health and your father's mental health and your staff's okay. mental health. And, and your, Absolutely, and your yeah. yeah. No, no, look, uh, we're, we're well aware uh, that there's a there's a wider dimension to this. It's the sense of community, the sense of people keeping in touch with each other and so on. Uh, listen, I'm going to have to leave it there because the clock has uh, beaten us on this one. That's uh, Colette Nugent there, who is the chair of the Loud branch of the Vintners Federation and Stuart Carlin, who's owner of the Morning Star in Tully Allen. We'll take a break. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan 
turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.